Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Joined as always by my twin brother Andrew Robinson. Today we got a special guest. We have a former coach of ours over at Quinnipiac and current Boston College assistant coach Andy Goins. Uh, so, Coach G, man, thanks for hopping on with us today. I uh, appreciate it, man. It's good to see y'all, man, and um, good to see you guys doing well in in your uh, in the industry and still in your professional careers, man. So, excuse me, I'm um, really excited to hop on with you guys, man, and be able to be able to catch up. For sure, for sure, man. As always, want to remind you guys to give this podcast a like. Make sure you guys are subscribing, you know what I'm saying? Give us a retweet, a like on social media, man. It definitely does go a long way. Tell a friend and tell a friend about the auto bid, man. And, of course, listen to my guy Pull Up Tay's music. He's on the intro and the outro. Uh, his new video, I Need It, is, is out now. Make sure you guys are listening to that as well, man. But, like I said, man, we got a special guest. Coach Anthony Goins, assistant coach at Boston College, man. But you know, you, you you've had a rather quick, you know, rise uh, up through this coaching profession. Obviously, you, you, you coached us at Quinnipiac um a few years back, and before that, you were obviously at Yale. Before that, Dartmouth, and obviously before Boston College, um, you had a stint at Clemson, man. Just talk to you a little bit about how you kind of got um, into coaching, and you know, um, your, your your time at each of those stops, and then you know, obviously now, you know, what, what has brought you to Boston College today. Um, well, you know, man, like, to be honest with you, man, I think God has done some amazing things for me. Um, you know, and, and some, sometimes it's, uh, it's things you can't explain. Um, but man, I, I think I've, um, uh, really been really, really blessed and really fortunate for the opportunities at every single stop that I've had, including prep school. Um, you know, I've learned a little bit uh, at, at every single spot, uh, worked under some amazing coaches and just can try to continue to get better. Um, but, but most importantly, try to remember that somebody trusted you with their child. Um, you know, when it really hits home, when you, when you have your own, um, but somebody trusted you with their child. And, and I think it's, that's, um, just as important as, you know, the X's and O's and, and things like that, man. And, you know, really making it about the, uh, about the players, um, you know, about the team um, and, and making sure that, you know, those guys know that you love and care, care about them. Um, so, you know, I think uh, every single stop that I've had, I've, I've, you know, had some amazing experiences, worked with some great coaches, um, learned something from everybody. And so, man, I just want to continue to be in a, in a, a space where, you know, I'm continuing to grow and learn um, and being able to uh, to impact the guys that we come in contact with every day. Now, uh, obviously, you know, you were, this is this is going to be your first season this year at, at Boston College under head coach Earl Grant. He was um, 
obviously named the head coach there this offseason. Um, what about Coach Grant made you want to come and um, join his staff at Boston College this year? Yeah, so Coach Grant has been a mentor of mine for a number of years. Um, you know, we just kind of uh, connected. I, I had been doing some recruiting down in Charleston, and I would stop in. This was years ago. This might have been when I was at Yale. And, uh, you know, got an opportunity to meet him and just be able to talk to him, spend some time with him. Um, and, you know, he always encouraged me and poured into me. And so, um, you know, I was at an unbelievable situation at Clemson. And, um, you know, just and, and, and part of it was, you know, he, he used to work there and um, kind of made the connection for me as well, too. But um, I know Coach Grant's a, a great coach and, um, you know, has, has done an amazing job at, at every single stop that he's gone to. Uh, he's a, you know, a player's coach who really, really cares about the guys, um, you know, has an unbelievable work ethic, has a chip on his shoulder, a no complaining type of guy. Um, and, and also, you know, I think he's a, a, a guy that really pours into his staff and uh, does, a, does a great job of um, just really encouraging you to be a better coach, a better mentor, a better um, you know, grow, grow in your faith, um, you know, is definitely something that we, you know, talk about uh, at length and it's something that is super needed. Um, and so, you know, I'm excited for the opportunity. And again, I was at, you know, some unbelievable stops and Clemson was a great place and loved it. Um, I still have great relationships with the people over there and the, the guys were amazing, but definitely excited about the opportunity to to work with Coach Grant as well and uh, and, and do something special. You guys recently wrapped up your summer workouts. Um, obviously, getting ready to get the guys back on campus for the for the fall semester. I mean, just you know, talk about what your first few months have been like at Boston College. What the summer session was like, man, and what you feel like you guys were able to accomplish uh, in the last few weeks. Yeah, well, you know, whenever you take over a program, I think it's important to uh, really get to know the people that are in the program. You know, and, and obviously there's there's players that get uh, that that are, are still here, um, you know, from the previous uh, staff um, that are great kids and unbelievable people. Um, and, and, and they need to know you. They need to know you like you, you got to put yourself in their shoes for a second. Like there's a lot of uncertainty for them. Um, so them getting getting to spend time with you and getting to spend time with the staff um, is, is a huge benefit for them. And then also um, them learning what the level of expectation is going to be, but also being able to get to know people in the athletic administration and, um, you know, just get to know more and more about the school and be excited about the opportunity and make sure that, you know, you, you are knowing who everybody is and, you know, and, and really starting to develop that community. Um, but I think this summer, man, we focused a lot, obviously, on getting better. Um, but we focused a lot on trying to spend as much time with the guys as possible, um, you know, and getting to know them, uh, getting to, them getting to know the coaches, um, you know, know about our personal lives and, and, sp and just uh, really starting to develop that co cohesiveness a little bit, um, you know, while, again, obviously trying to get better and, you um, you know, and putting in concepts and things like that. Um, but, you know, just a, a lot of time really, really uh, strengthening relationships um, because, again, like you're, you you have to get to know these kids and get to know, um, you know, and, and help them feel comfortable in a new uh, environment. Now, this is now your, your second time joining a staff um, coming into a program in year one. Obviously, when you took over at Quinnipiac, uh, mm -hmm. I can remember obviously you joining Coach Donnie staff was first first head coaching opportunity right. at Quinnipiac. And just that first summer, um, that first spring, really, honestly, you know, just trying to instill a new culture, right? And obviously, mm -hmm. you're now doing that again at Boston College, just trying to come in there with, in, in Coach Grant's first year there and, you know, instill a new culture. I mean, just 
Talk about what that's been like and kind of the similarities from when you did it at Quinnipiac with Coach Dunleavy to now, you know, having them do it again at Boston College. You know, what, what, what you notice mm-hmm. things, things that are similar and as well as things that might be, you know, a little bit different uh, this time around? Um, well, you know, I think, um, you know, a, a little bit different when, uh, when we took over at, uh, at Quinnipiac. Like, you know, there was a really, really strong, like, um, you know, a, a good amount of, like, older players in the uh, in the program, um, which was awesome. You know what I mean? Which was awesome. Um, you know, to be able to work with some some older guys and stuff like that. You know, I think this situation um, and every situation is going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, the guys here have been great, man. Like they come in and work hard every every single day. Uh, they've been handling business in the classroom, and you know, they're a pleasure to be around every single day. Um, but I, again, I think the the whenever you take over a program, you know, first and foremost you're trying to establish those relationships and really get to know them. Um, you know, I think the same thing at, at Quinnipiac, we really tried to dive into getting to know, uh, getting to know you guys and, um, and, and you guys understanding about us and understand that we were there to try to, to try to help um, and, and try to, you know, be a, a positive uh, person in your life. Um, and so, so there's some similarities in, in terms of that. There's always going to be, you know, little differences based on, you know, where the program was, the style of play and all that. There's always going to be a little bit of uh, differences with that. You just got to kind of adjust, um, you know, and, and, and everybody's culture is going to be a little bit different. So there's always going to be some differences. But I think the most important thing um, and the similarities and in coming into it is that, hey, man, we're trying to do something, uh, do something special. We're trying to build something. Um, but you can't be uh, you can't try to rush the process at all. You can't try to rush the process and just like get it done, you know, over a summer. You know, you you want to build something that's going to be sustainable. Now, um, talk about, you know, your your players. Obviously, you know, anytime you, you bring in um, a, a new staff, you're going to have guys that come and go transfer in and out. You guys also have a group of core players that are returning. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Guy putting us like Quinnipiac and, and Fred Scott. You got the, the, the mm-hmm. length brothers, but um, – Talk about some of the guys that you guys are kind of excited about and, you know, looking forward to having a big year this upcoming season. Yeah, man. Well, you know, it's always good, again, when you got guys that just been in college for multiple years, um, you know, and has, has spent time uh, being a part of other programs and, and know what it takes, um, you know, and, and have had their own successes, have had their own failures um, and are able to talk to younger guys about it. Um, as well. I think the great thing with all of our older guys, uh, Makai, Fred Scott, James Karnick, um, all of our guys who, you know, have been around uh, for multiple years, man, they've done an unbelievable job uh, of just coming in and being really coachable, uh, being excited every single day, taking to, you know, um, you know our, our coaching style, taking to the different drills and just coming in, you know, kind of bright eyed, ready to learn and get better. And I think when younger guys see that, you know, it's, it's like, okay, cool. Well, that's the way it's supposed to be. So, man, I gotta, I gotta tip my hat off to those guys. Cause they've been, you know, all of our older guys are, uh, our guys are seniors and things like that. They've been, they've done a, a really, really good job of, of kind of coming in and just being really open uh, to, to whatever it is that we bring. Um, you know, they haven't questioned anything. They just kind of attack it every single day. So that's that's always a pleasure when you when you have those situations. But we're we're excited about all of them, um, you know, uh, excited to really get into the fall and, and be able to, uh, uh, you know, have more workouts and and put in more time with one another and just, you know, have some have some sweat equity, as coach would say. 
you guys were able to, you know, head into the portal. You guys took T.J. Bickerstaff uh, from Drexel and also obviously was able to get Brethren Galloway from College of Charleston to come with, with you over, over to, to Boston College. Talk, talk a little bit about those two guys um, and, you know, what you guys are expecting from them this season. You know, obviously uh, Brevin just got cleared a little while ago after tearing his ACL last year. I mean, um, how is he looking in the summertime and, and his recovery process? And, you know, what are you guys looking uh, for out of those two older guys coming into the program this year? Yeah, well, Brevin did an unbelievable job uh, of really pushing uh, hard when his rehab and getting better and um, and getting trying to uh, fight to get himself 100 percent healthy. Um, he, he he did a really, really good job and stayed disciplined. But the great thing about Brevin and again, we talked about older guys and I kind of talked about the guys who were older that were in the program already. Um, but Brev, you know, another like really, really vocal guy, man, even if he wasn't, you know, in the workouts and he would do the workout as long as he could until, um, you know, until we got to something that he wasn't cleared to do yet. Um, but you were consistently hearing his voice. We were consistently hearing his voice. And I think he brings a, a level of leadership as well as an older guy who's been in college for multiple years. Even though he's just coming in, he brings a different kind of perspective because he's been a part of Coach Grant's system, a part of Grant's Coach Grant's culture, um, has seen it, you know, saw it when it grew and uh, been a part of, you know, doing something special that many people didn't think they could do. Um, but he knows what Coach Grant's expectation is. So, you know, he's able to kind of kind of bring the bring the juice every single day, bring the fire every single day, um, be on top of details and help guys and pull guys to the side and say, hey, coach, I want it like this or like that. So I think that's been a huge help as well, um, you know, aside from his ability to to shoot the ball and be aggressive and uh, be a big uh, physical guard. Um, I think that's been a huge contribution uh, for for our program, you know, to, up to this point. And, you know, TJ's a great kid coming from an unbelievable program in Drexel and, um, you know, obviously a great family in basketball and everything like that. Um, and he's another guy that just brings his hard hat every day, uh, works hard and, and, and makes sure that he's um, he's getting an extra time and, and really ask questions about things to try to get better. Now, one thing I want to talk about, you know, that I think a lot of people don't really know um, about Coach Grant. Obviously, you know, we, he, he came from uh, Charleston and, um, you know, being a, a mid-major podcast, you know, mid-major platform, you know, we were able to, you know, dive in a little bit of these things. But, you know, I'm back at Charleston. A lot of people don't know this. You know, he was able to have three NBA players, you know, on the team with yeah. Keeley, uh, Grant Riller, and Jarrell yeah. Brantley. All these guys who actually logged minutes in the NBA and, I mean, right. from you, obviously, you know, you 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 coached at Quinnipiac, Yale, Dartmouth. Like, you you know how rare that is to have yeah. three guys who played in yeah. the NBA on one team at a mid-major mm-hmm. school, you know, like Charleston. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times yeah. people don't give, you know, Coach Grant enough credit for, you know, the recruiter that he is and for the job that he really did, you know, at Charleston. I remember um, this offseason, you know, a lot of people were <clears> – <throat> floating around like a lot of different names for, for BC and coach Grant, when he got the job was kind of like, Oh, wow. Like, you know, why did he get the job? But for guys that really know, you know, um, what he was able to do at Charleston and the teams that he was able to put together, obviously being able to reach the NCAA tournament. I mean, just kind of talk about that aspect, you know, um, you know, talk about coach Grant as a coach and maybe some things that people, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't really know um, about him. Yeah, man, he's one of the most even keeled. Like he's, he's a fiery competitor, but one of the most even keeled and, um, humble spirited people, um, you know, walking earth, you know, um, unbelievable family man, unbelievable, uh, coach and, and mentor, um, incredibly smart about the game as well. 
um, and, and, and really does a great job of encouraging people. Um, and I think, you know, the players feed off of that as well. Um, I think, you know, he, obviously he gets on guys, but he's going to get on them in, a, in an encouraging way um, to try to bring the most out of them. And, you know, obviously he does a great job recruiting too, but I think, you know, also an understanding he did a great job developing too, because none of those guys were perceived to be NBA guys before they got there. Um, you know, and I think it's through you know, just having great relationships. I think when you got a great relationship with your head coach and you know he's got confidence in you um, and, and he's not trying to, um, as coach would say, incarcerate your game, um, obviously wants you to do what, what you uh, what you need to within the, within the realm of the team um, and, and, and what's important for winning. Um, but also understanding that, hey, man, I've been on the floor with him and, and watch him working on this shot and that shot. Like, so if he takes it, like, hey, man, like I was out there rebounding for him when he did it. And, and Coach Grant, you know, he's still young enough where he loves to get out there and still mix it up and guard guys and things like that. And so, um, you know, it's, 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 again, great for the guys. Um, and, and obviously they were able to accomplish something special. Uh, but, you know, I think a lot of it just comes from the amount of time uh, that they that they put in in the gym. Um, again, you know, his his mind towards uh, the X's and O's part of it, as well as the importance of the kid understanding that, hey, man, I'm in this with you. Um, and so, you know, you, you get kids that that doing things that, hey, man, people didn't think they could do or maybe that's not, a, you know, from the outside pers- uh, perspective, it doesn't seem explainable. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's just uh, just when a group of guys come together for a common goal and everybody's just all about working, um, then, then some amazing things happen. Now you've had the opportunity to work. Obviously, you talk about you know Coach Grant now. Obviously, worked for Brad Brownell at Clemson, Barry Donnelly at Quinnipiac. I mean, James Jones at Yale. I mean, you've had the opportunity to work to work with some great um, head coaches. Obviously, along your staff. I mean, what have you been able to take you know from those guys along the way? Um, you know, and, and obviously, you know, I, you obviously kind of try, trying to build your own your own land, your own identity as a coach as well. I mean, just talk, talk a little bit a little bit about that. What you've been able to take from from your past mentors and bosses over the years. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, like you said, uh, Coach Brownell, most recently, unbelievable basketball mind. Um, you know, you you, you got to have your notepad ready when you sit next to him because it's it's gonna come out, and every 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 other day you're gonna catch something. Man, like I, I never thought about it that way. Um, but you know, really got an opportunity to uh, just learn new concepts and just see you know how fast his mind worked with things and um, and, and be able to pick up. Um, uh, concepts and just how to teach. He did a, a really, really good job of teaching as well, too. Um, you know, and, but, you know, again, all the way back to Paul Cormier and my first job at Dartmouth and uh, Jeff Ruskin when I coached in prep school. I've, I've uh, you know, Coach Dunleavy, um, you know, all of them. You know, I've, I've picked something up from, from every last one of them. But I, I would probably say the most consistent thing um, you know, with, with all of them. And again, they're all uh, have great basketball minds, are great motivators, um, you know, and have had unbelievable success in their careers. Um, but like just being able to know how it is that you want to play um, and, and going at it aggressively. You know, I think the, the players will feed off of your personality and feed off of, you know, what it is that you're trying to do. Um, so you have to take something and make it really make it your own and you have to genuinely believe in it. Um, because if you, if you're a little up and down with it, or you're trying to emulate too many people and it's not you, then 
it's never going to be as sharp as you want it to be because, you know, they're going to feel that, hey, man, like what you're trying to do isn't you. So just really, really being able to spend time and uh, understand what your personality is, understanding um, that your style of play is probably going to mirror your personality a little bit. Um, and so, you know, when you know that, be able to, again, you're going to you know, take things from every single coach, but take them and figure out a way to make them your own. Um, and, and so that like, as a coach, you have to go out there and be confident in what you're coaching and, uh, your coaching style and you got to be confident in your relationships. You got to be confident in your staff. You got to be confident in your player development and you have to walk in that game, you know, understanding that, Hey man, like, you know, we're, we're supposed to win. And when you do that, when you have that, uh, level of, um, kind of confidence, uh, but also understanding that we, 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 we should feel that way because we put in the work to do it. Um, but whatever it is, like, just be aggressive at it. Now, I do want to talk about, you know, your, your time at Clemson because, um, you know, me and Ace also, you know, uh, I kind of outside, you know, Clemson fans because our guy, one of our guys, Marquise Reed, you know, mm-hmm. played at Clemson. So we've been following them for a while, man. And, you know, from the outside looking in, man, Clemson's obviously, you know, a big-time football school, right? And I think, you mm-hmm. know, uh, deservingly so for the things that they may able to do on that side. But um, I remember when, when Marquise was there, man, uh, they went to the Sweet 16, you know, losing yeah. to Kansas. You know, uh, last year, nobody thought Clemson was was really going to be any good. And you got made to the NCAA tournament and got a seventh seed. You know, it surprised mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know. So can I talk about, you know, just what you guys were able to to, to do last year at Clemson, kind of reflecting on that season. And then also um, just about the basketball program at Clemson, you know, in general, kind of how you guys have been able to have success over there um, despite the, the magnitude of the football program. Yeah, yeah, man. Just, uh, again, just focusing on what the things that you can control. Um, obviously, you know, you, you're going to go to different spots. And, um, you know, there may be some sport that, you know, kind of, is perceived at the as the you know the the most well known sport or whatever it may be, but you know I think you just got to come in every single day and, and and focus on the things that you can control. Um, having great people around you, um, I think you know at every single stop that I've been at, it's been uh, the head coach did an unbelievable job of uh, surrounding it and really creating the team with the staff. Um, and so you know when you have those things again, then you start putting together teams of of people uh, whose personalities match who guys are pushing each other every single day um you're able to accomplish some great things man and um you know again Clemson was a great spot in terms of you know having great culture having great people um but definitely excited about the opportunity here at Boston College to uh to create our own to create our own and and in year one um just really trying to really set the foundation of that because again you know we want to establish something with longevity yeah I mean (laughs) No, go ahead, Ace. No, no, uh, I mean, I was going to ask him a little, a little different. I don't know if you had a follow-up that you wanted to ask. Now you can go ahead. It's okay. Um, Coach D, we obviously we, we spoke about this a little bit um, in the past, but, I mean, obviously uh, this offseason, uh, I believe at one point over like 70% of the openings had gone to African-American coaches. I think by the time it, it ended, it tailed off at around like 50, 51%. Obviously Coach Grant was, was one of those recipients mm-hmm. being an African-American coach to be able to get an opportunity um, at a head coaching job. I mean, obviously you're an African-American coach. Um, I mean, yeah. just talk about a little bit about their, your responsibility, you know, as an African-American coach and, and then also, also the importance – to give African Americans, you know, opportunities and you know just that whole dynamic with, with this offseason and being able to see so many African Americans get mm-hmm. opportunities to become head coaches yeah. uh, in general. 
Man, it was it was it was great to see. It was great to see, man. There's a lot of, um, you know, deserving uh, coaches, um, you know, uh, black head coaches uh, and, and black assistant coaches deserve an opportunity. Um, and so whenever those guys get an opportunity, man, to uh, to kind of break down uh, stereotypes to um, whether hey, man, it's, uh, you know, black coaches are just recruiters or motivators or whatever it may be when they get an opportunity to go in and, and be able to, um, you know, showcase what they can do and be able to, you know, and I think more importantly, be able to affect some uh, young people's lives at a broader scale. Um, you know, as a head coach, man, I, I think there's a ridiculous amount of guys that do an unbelievable job that, you know, it may not go noticed or uh, doesn't get as much publicity. Um, so anytime, you know, those guys are getting opportunities and, and getting a chance uh, to to be head coaches, man, I'm I'm super excited for them. Um, and, and, you know, as that's as that's uh, happened this year. And I think you're going to see some great programs emerge, um, you know, under these under these head coaches. Um, and hope and hopefully it, it opens doors for uh, some some guys behind them um, and, um, and and helping those guys get an opportunity, because I know with some great young coaches coming up in the profession, they're going to be amazing. You know, I run into them every single day, um, you know, that I'm on the road and things like that. And you walk away and go, man, that guy's going to be really good in this business one day. And so, you know, um, the, the, obviously the goal is to uh, just be able to, you know, uh, have consistent, um, you know, equality in terms of opportunities. Um, again, with the amount of coaches that are in the business and in the profession um, that that have done some amazing things and, and um, you know, deserve an opportunity. Um, but again, you know, I'm excited to, uh, to to uh, to work with Coach Grant here, and you know he's another one that's affected so many people's lives, and always looking to bring up other coaches and things like that, man. So um, excited for the work, um, you know, ahead, but also again, you know, excited to see some other young coaches get opportunities in the future. Now, Coach, man, you know we we would be dropping the ball, man, if we didn't reflect back on our time together at, at Quinnipiac, <laughs> man. You know the the glory days, as as I like to call it, man. Um, yeah, yeah. When you, when, you look, when you look back at at that time, man, I mean, what is what is your fondest memory? Just you know of of, of your time at Quinnipiac um, and coaching, you know, your favorite athletes, you know, me. And Ace, you know, just, <laughs> what, what, what do you remember most about those days? About those days? You, you guys are definitely top two. You know what I mean? I'll let you guys fight over who's number one and who's number two. But you guys were definitely top two uh, guys, I, guys I've coached. Um, no, man, like that opportunity was was awesome in terms of, you know, the amount of work that we put in together. Um, and, and even that first year of like being able to go to the MAC tournament and, um, you know, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you guys had won a game in the MAC tournament, um, you know, as, as some older guys, man. And so um, to be able to see you guys and, and, and uh, you know, all the kind of seniors and juniors that had kind of been through, uh, been through the wars, to be able to see your faces after, you know, winning in the MAC tournament, like, man, like that meant the world to me. That meant the world to me to 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 sit in that locker room and and to be honest with you, it was one of the most you know obviously you know you know obviously you lose games and things like that, man. But I was so upset after we lost that last game, uh, that first year, um, emotional because I I wanted it for for you guys. I wanted you know you guys to be able to experience um, another win 
And man, the, the joy that you guys had um, and the excitement for each other during that time, it was it was something amazing to watch. And so um, that's probably my, my fondest memory of like just the, the daily grind, the good days, the bad days, the, the days that I know, you know, you guys are probably questioning, are we doing the right thing, whatever it may be. But you guys just showed up with an unbelievable energy and unbelievable attitude every single day, no matter what. Um, and to see you guys have some success at it at the end. Man, it was it was it was great. It was great to see. Now, coach, for those that don't know, you know what I'm saying. You 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 were like a workout guru, man. I remember during my senior year, I, I want to get this on the record for this podcast. Uh, I remember Drew was a red shirt, and, <laughs> and your, your, your pregame red shirt workout used to definitely be be, be legendary. Now, I, I recall <laughs> one day, you know, me and you, me and you, we would have our pregame workouts before every home game. You know, mm-hmm. I remember one day I was walking onto the court. And you were walking off the court, and you, and you were talking, y'all. You you just got a dub. I, wasn't it all Drew? Like who who did you beat? Oh, I wasn't Wait. playing. It was Kev. It was Kev and uh, Nate, I believe. Or Nate was on. Your team. I remember I see Cody go off the court. I think it was him and At, wasn't it? Yeah, and they beat Kev and Nate. They, and I Nate, wasn't right? My guy, Coach G, you know what I'm saying, definitely used to get a few does back in his day, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> man. I, I want, I want that to, get, to get that on the record, man. I know it was Drew or not, you know what I'm saying, so I want to make sure we clear that up on the air. Nah, man, I let, you know, Drew and them boys is a different group, man. I let them boys get that uh that mid-post working, that mid-post bumping. That's that's yes, that's sir. where that real trench work was happening. You know what yes, I mean? Sir. You know, I don't I don't know if I don't know if Kevin Nate was ready for that for that yet. Uh um, but no, nah, man, it was it was always a pleasure working out with uh with all you guys. Again, man, you guys were gym rats and um and, and love being in there working every single day. And so um, you know, it's always fun, man, because as a as a competitor too, and you know, somebody wants to be out there too, it's uh it's 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 great when somebody else is when the guys are bringing energy and you don't feel like you have to pull it out of them every single time in terms of their energy level, man. So it was, man, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed that uh, every single day, every single day that we worked out before every single game. Um, it was it was always fun and definitely some uh, some memorable times, man. And, you know, excited to do the same here, man. You know, guys, guys got a, a high excitement level and, you know, want to be in the gym, man. So, uh, so I, I enjoy getting on the floor with them and, you know, uh, man, I, I'm, a, I'm a couple years older since the last time I jumped out there with y'all boys. So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go, man. But uh, every once in a while, I'll jump out there when I need to. Yeah, I was going to ask you, man. You know what I'm saying? Now you in the HCC, you know, the ones might be a little different. The ones <laughs> are ones, hey, ones now, though. Ones are ones now. Ones are ones. <laughs> you still get active in the ones? Is that what you're saying to me? <laughs> I said, I'm saying I'm, I'm getting a little old and I just turned 35 now, man. So I got to. You know, I got to learn how to uh, how to demonstrate with my words a little better. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I, I, I'm still staying on them workouts, man. Hope, hope you ain't over there. You was down south at Clemson, man. I know they eat good down there, in North Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina, man. I hope you wasn't down there. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, man, I, 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 was, man. I stayed. I, I stayed solid, man. I stayed solid, man. It was hard, but uh, I stayed solid. Uh, you know. Actually, this this move up to uh, up to Boston, you know, you know, with all the moving parts, it got them got me off my routine. So, um, you know, I'm I'm excited to get uh, kind of get back going and uh, get back to my workouts. I just got a um, a Versa climber, so I I heard that thing is a beast. So, and we're gonna we're gonna see what it's hitting for. Now, Cole, I, 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 I do want to ask you one question, just just kind of on saying that, man. I mean, 
there's something that a lot of people don't understand with being an assistant coach, um, just having to move your family around so much. Obviously, in the past few years, you've moved from, obviously, Dartmouth, which is New Hampshire, to Connecticut, down to North, South Carolina, now up to up to Boston. I mean, talk about the dynamic, just having to, you know, have a wife, have a kid, and being able to explain that, like, yo, you know, we have to move again. You know, we, we yeah. were here for two years, and now we're going moving again. Just talk a little, a little bit about that aspect yeah. of the coach yeah. real quick. Yeah, man. It's definitely, um, it's definitely a difficult situation, man, because it's not just you. Um, you're up, uprooting people from schools, from um, jobs, you know, from the people that they have relationships with um, and things like that. I think it, it helped a little bit in terms of, um, you know, my last couple moves at Clemson. My, my dad actually used to live in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, and, you know, I knew some of the coaches on the staff already. And, um, you know, so it helped a little bit in terms of that. You know, I had some relationships outside of Clemson basketball, too, that I had from spending time down there with my dad and things like that. But, you know, when you got a family, like, they're constantly having to develop new ones um, uh, and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's definitely hard and, and something that you really, really think about. And that's why you have to sit down with them and um, understand Hey, you know, let them air out the, their their concerns about things and, and be able to have answers for those and come to a decision about like what's going to be best for your family, um, not just your basketball career, um, but but your family as a whole. Um, and so, you know, putting aside, you know, anything that may um, uh, kind of hinder that decision and really locking in on the things that's important to you and your family. And so, um, you know, they're just now getting up here, man, but uh, really excited to uh, get to know Boston even more. Um, obviously we had been, uh, been up here in the Northeast before um, and, you know, have some family in the Northeast as well too. So that helps a little bit, but excited to get to d- develop a, a, a Boston family as well. <laughs> Not for sure. And I think, and I think, you know, having uh, having a great staff and, uh, whose whose families are involved as well, kind of helps with the transition because you know everybody's kind of in the same boat a little bit where you know they're they're kind of making some uh, some moves and transitions and things like that. And so when families can start getting together and you know at least you kind of know somebody within the basketball family already, so it's uh it's great. No, for sure, man. Shout out to the to the to the husbands and wives, man, of, of these basketball coaches, man, that you know, sacrifice a lot, you know, for the for, for, for coaches to be able to to do what they do, man. So mm-hmm. definitely made it shout out, man, because <clears throat> I know it's it's not easy. It's not easy, man. Hundred yeah, percent. I definitely definitely want to thank you for coming on, Coach, man. It's been a pleasure to catch up with you, man. Um, yeah. Definitely gonna be tuned in. Uh, to you guys this season, man. Wishing you guys the absolute best of luck um, at BC. Um, hopefully, like I said, we can get you guys on again. You know, once you guys are busting down the the, the NCAA tournament, you know, yep. right down there, man. We mm-hmm. know you guys can make that happen, man. But um, again, man, it's been a pleasure catching up, Coach. And um, you know, thank thank you for your time today. Oh, man, again, I appreciate it, man. And um, really, really happy and excited for you guys. And, um, you know, excited that I was able to be a, come up and, and talk about Boston College basketball, man. And, you know, again, it's, I think it's a great opportunity. Um, you know, BC has a huge winning tradition and winning history. You know, when you go back to, um, you know, a lot of the teams that were in the Big East um, and even as they transitioned early on to the ACC, like they still had a lot of success. Um, and Al Skinner did an unbelievable job uh, with it. And so, um, you know, I think I think that kind of gets lost a little bit, you know, because of the most recent history. But, you know, BC's a winning program, man. And so success always leaves a trail. 
so we're excited to uh, to kind of follow that that trail and um, understand that Boston is an unbelievable uh, place to live, an unbelievable place uh, place to to play. Boston is a championship city. It's a championship city. You know, you you go through the, the down the line, whether it's the Celtics, the Bruins, the Red Sox, um, the Patriots, like it is a championship city. So uh, we're we're excited to to uh, to, to bring uh, that same level of energy and work ethic to to Boston College too. Sure, man. Well, like, like Drew said, man, definitely looking forward um, to, to seeing you guys do that, man. Again, we definitely want to remind you guys, make sure you guys are liking this podcast, subscribing, giving us a rating, whatever you listen to this podcast, Spotify, Apple. Also, make sure you guys are giving us a retweet, giving us a like on social media, and make sure you guys are streaming my guy, Pull Up Tay's music. Again, his project, Life Ain't Fair, is out now, and the video for I Need It is on the way, so make sure you guys are tapping in with my guy, Pull Up Tay's music, man. And this has been another episode of The Auto Bed, so we're going to let my guy, Pull Up Tay, take us out with some music, man. And until next time, boys. You beating on me? It's time to get a check, boy. On the sideline, you ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You bitten on me? What's the topic of discussion? What we talking about? Take your best shot. I'ma take your last shot. I'm drawing in the clutch, boy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.